Hi again, everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls. Welcome to The Chatter. This is episode 45 on Memorial Day, Monday, May 30th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mark Hager's back in the studio here. Welcome, huh? Good to see you. <laughs> Good to see you. Good to be back. You know, you you look a bit haggard. Yeah, Mark, Mark haggard. Yeah. yeah. How many people did you feed last week? Eight hundred, a thousand. Eight hundred and twenty-five total. Wow. Holy yeah. cow! That's awesome. So yeah, we did our reg breakfast, which we raised four thousand dollars clear for the ultrasound machine to save for our save the baby breakfast so god isn't that awesome this is such a great community yeah yeah so we served 325 there and i turned around we served 125 at the saint pat's meal and then we had uh the all-school picnic which we served 330 hot dogs that day so it was a busy week, to say the least. Plus, I got... And you're only halfway through, because this week's busy, too. Well, I had family in all weekend from St. Louis, so... You'd think they'd blessing. cook for you. Yeah, you'd think. No. You put them to work? Da- Dad's the cook, you know, yeah. so... <laughs> the grill master, so... Ending that here. So, anyhow, and then I got three more meals to do this week, and then I'm done for a and while. And you can take 40 days <laughs> off, huh? 40 days, yeah. That's awesome. So, and I'm happy to say the GoFundMe for Colleen's battery and starter is going wonderful well here. They're, hey, I haven't seen a single penny of that. Well, Are you pocketing it's, it? It's, uh, it's in transit. Oh, here. it's in transit. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't a battery, just a starter. The calls and letters. Yeah, I mean, she tells me, what, 700 bucks for a starter? It was 350 for the starter, another 250 for the labor, $30 for something, and then tax. Yeah, it was just, it was 689 so oh. right pushing up against 700 Wow. But I have to say, it's cheaper than a new car. Yeah. It's yeah, it cheaper is. than a new car, and I hope to get another $180,000 uh, miles out of the car. Yeah. It's been a long time, I guess. I'm I'm back in the days when you can get a starter installed <laughs> with labor for uh, 40 bucks. 250 <laughs> uh, down there at... Uh, Earl Shibes po- or whatever. Earl Shibes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have the $99 paint job? <laughs> but what was the what was the junkyard we used to buy all the stuff? Oh, North End. North End, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. still do a great job up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Wenzel Towing. That guy was great. His name was um, Jules. Cause yeah. His name is Julian, yeah. right? That's a great name for a kid, Julian. Yeah. Anyway, he did a great job, man. He was very polite. Uh, and then uh, towed it to tandem on Harrison and... They got me in as soon as they could. Well, I mean, people were calling, and Father Lovell was saying prayers. And Oh, good. And, uh, we can use them all, right? A lot of people thought she was uh, banned and censored like Facebook jail, but no, that's... Uh, <laughs> that would be a badge of honor. Yeah. Why don't we have a big shout-out for all our veterans, men and women, and all the service people that have, you know, defended yeah. this country mm-hmm. and given their lives and... Mm-hmm. So do you remember when so. it used to be called Decoration Day? Oh, yeah. 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 I remember that because you decorated the graves, right? Right, yeah. And I was just reading that it this started out with the Civil War. After the Civil War is where this started, especially in the South. Oh. They would decorate the graves of all the fallen, South or North. 
And then um, after World War One, it kind of caught on ar- around the whole country, not just in the South. But um, it's uh, it's so vital to recognize the sacrifice. What? How does that phrase go? All gave some, some yeah. gave all. Yeah. So thank mm-hmm. you to all our service members. My dad was in the Army, and my brother was in the Air Force for 21 years. Yeah. Of course, I think my dad drove the post office truck right into a rice paddy. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that publicly. <laughs> Well, <laughs> going to be it, tough to grab that one back now, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Here, yeah. okay. And it, you guys have family that served. Yes, my dad, my brother, my brother-in-law, and our son. Mm, so that's right. Yep. So I'll I'll do this here because this is a, a little known, but um, my bride of nearly forty years were just weeks away from that. Her father, Frank Saunders. I think he lied about his age to get into World War II, but he was a B-17 bomber pilot, very young man, and he was in the first group to fly nonstop from North America to Europe. I think it was Newfoundland to Ireland in um, getting those bombers over there. He was shot down on his fourth mission as a B-17 a fighter pilot in the uh, Bay of Biscayne off the French coast sure. yeah. was picked up by French fishermen who tried to tried to capture him and steal him away, but the uh, the Germans knew where they were going and they had to give him up. He spent let me get this right twenty eight months in German prison camp, and it was that camp that you see in the movie The Great Escape. Mm. He was in that prison camp, and uh, he went in a healthy man, and he came out just over 100 pounds. Mm. And uh, he had some stories, and he was a great guy. And um, we were at his grave here the other day in Mount, Mount Olivet Cemetery uh, south of town with my, uh, my beloved mother-in-law, Marguerite, side-by-side out there. So... Uh, what a hero he was, and uh, he he recognized. So he he often said, you know, "This is this is the funny part about it all." He was in the prison camp for those months, and uh, there were tens of hundreds of thousands of prisoners, Allied prisoners of all nationality, and they were held in check and at bay by the German guards and their German shepherds. He would say that they had two commands. They had two whistles for the dogs. One was to hold. Two whistles was to take them out, and they would run up on an escaping prisoner and rip their kidney out. My favorite dog breed of choice is German Shepherds, and when he found his son-in-law was a German Shepherd, he was a bit apprehensive, and we have some of the great photos that show my German Shepherd sitting on Captain Frank Saunders' lap, licking his face. He took po- photos. We took photos of those, and he sent them all across the country to his war vets, saying, now who's winning? <laughs> <laughs> he, w- he was a big fan of uh, all of our German Shepherd pups. And, um, and of course, uh, they knew him to be because he would stick dog treats in his pants. And when he walked in the door, he was a big friend uh, yeah. to uh, to all of these uh, German shepherds here. So that's a great story. That, isn't that awesome? It's a great yeah, story. I tell you. Anyway, yeah. 
Well, hats be, off yeah. and a big salute to uh, everyone who has served in whatever capacity, including mail truck drivers and rice patties. That's right. It was funny this morning on Fox News, they were talking about Maverick, the, the um, Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, Rachel, I think is her name on there now, and she's going, you know what I love about it? It's just the masculinity. Men are men. Not what they are today. <laughs> just like it was just great it was just oh my lord because then they went right into a different story about and this i i just got to share this one because it's just like high school no a school grade school down in north carolina i think it was was showing pictures postcards and they were teaching the kids off these postcards right the flashcards flashcards Mm -hmm. so they showed a two men one of them pregnant Men, oh, and men can't it. get so, pregnant. So, they, so somebody got a hold of it. They called them out on it, and they said, no, what we were teaching them is that this these men are white. And they go, right. you know. And that's yeah. the best example of white there that they go. can teach. Exactly. Men yeah. can't get pregnant, just for the record, everybody. Yeah. Men cannot get pregnant. Mm-mm. I never thought I'd be going out on a limb by saying that statement. <laughs> but there you have it. There you have it, yeah. <laughs> Well, he's done it to us again, right off yeah. the first headline right. of the show here. He's, he's taken us to Never uh, Never Land. Zero to 60. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that the Tinkerbell report is finished here, Colleen, what do you got? You know, I would like to start the show off with some good news. What's that? We had an ordination. I guess. Two days ago. Father, Father Ben Valentine. So used to just calling him Ben. Father Ben Valentine. That guy's going to be a good priest. It was nice to see a lot of priests at the ordination and a pretty full church for just mm. one guy being ordained. But and if you know him, you know that he's pretty outgoing and social. Uh, so it's not a surprise that a lot of people like him and wanted to see him ordained. And then we were blessed to go down to his first mass um, at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Hiawatha uh, yesterday. And there were, it was nice to see so many priests there too. Some that came from uh, far away, like Father Kapachik. Some of our listeners are, might remember him. He's stationed up in Elma, Alta Vista, which is, you know, kind of far north. He came down for the ordination, and the next day he came down for the first mass. So it's nice to see some of our um, longtime uh, priests making the effort uh, to welcome a new brother priest into their brotherhood. But it was, it was beautiful. Every priest is a gift, and we need to uh, recognize that and pray for them, that they're strengthened in their vocation, because they certainly are under attack. Certainly are under attack. And Father Kapachik was a regular at the Power of Prayer Chapel. I love that guy. You know who he reminds me of? St. Alphonsus Liguori. And kind of for two reasons. St. Alphonsus Liguori was a lawyer. Mm -hmm. He was brilliant. He became like a lawyer at age 16. He was so smart. And he lost a case by a very minor, simple oversight. And it caused a big crisis for him. And he ended up becoming, uh, you know, becoming a priest. Um, Father Kapachek was an attorney before he became a priest. So they've got that similarity. But the other thing is if you ever see pictures of um, St. Alphonsus Liguori later in his life, he kind of is very hunched over, hunched over, like mm-hmm. his chin almost rests on his chest. And he did have a physical malady that caused that. Um, and that's why, obviously, he's depicted that way. But Father Kapachek, I notice, is a little round-shouldered. I'm like, this guy is like St. Alphonsus Liguori in a couple different ways, but he's one of my favorite priests. It's all that bending over in front of the Eucharist as he's praying, Mark. Yeah. That's, uh, Could be. You know the other thing? I just want to toot his horn one more time. When we wanted to bring courage to this archdiocese, um, and courage, for those who are unfamiliar with it, is an apostolate that helps people with same-sex attraction live a chaste life. 
not act on their temptations. That's an awesome um, ministry founded by Father Benedict Groeschel of Happy Memory. Anyway, when we tried to wanted to bring that back to Dubuque, the very first priest that offered to help those with same-sex attraction was Father Kapachik. So God bless him for stepping out and doing a ministry that's vital but not appreciated. So, well, it's not okay. only it is vital and it's underappreciated, and in some instances it's, uh, it's openly attacked. Mm-hmm. And um, God bless him for standing tall and standing firm on, uh, on, on the church teaching regarding chastity. We have some really great priests in our archdiocese. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So that's my good news. What else good news going on? Anything? Uh, anybody read Archbishop Vigano's letter, the declaration regarding the yielding of sovereignty to the World Health Organization for the management of health emergencies? You know, we did read it, and for compared to some of his other statements, it's not that long because he can he can be a little lengthy. Yes, this one is not that long, and I think it's so important what he's saying. And I'm not sure if our listeners understand what's Got going on. Got some background on, on that. Go ahead. Okay. Well, um, my limited knowledge of it is that the World Health Organization wants to claim sovereignty over every country in the world when it has to do with health crises, pandemics, um, vaccinations, anything that has to do with our health, uh, that the World Health Organization, led by a non-medical person, um, wants to have that sovereignty. And a lot of nations are just giving it to them. All right. Okay. Including the United States. I mean, the Congress is voting to allow the World Health Organization to have sovereignty over our medical decisions. So this is what that would mean. So if the World Health Organization says, you know what, we've got a monkeypox pandemic coming, because that's the next thing. We've got a monkeypox pandemic. Everybody must wear masks. Everybody must stay home for two weeks. Everybody must get this vaccine. Everybody must show us proof on a passport that you have that vaccine. You cannot go here. You cannot go there. All the churches must be closed. I mean, this is big. This is big, all in the name of for our safety. Yeah, they're doing this for your good here. So it essentially uh, supersedes the Constitution of the United States. Yes. Although... Because it's a treaty right is this or something what are they calling it that's why it would supersede the constitution Mm -hmm. and all nation sovereignty i mean they're looking at the whole world they're referring to it as a resolution but you can't you know the the um (laughs) the congress hath not the power to surrender sovereignty to a uh, non-governmental organization and that's what's on the ropes right now. And I just, after these past couple of years, even more so, do not trust the government and what they might do to our to their citizens. We sent out, what was it, Mark, 250, 300 pocket constitutions last year. Yep. And uh, we still have some. We sent them, sent them out to listeners uh, mostly upon request. And um, people don't realize that the Bill of Rights was codified by our ancestors, the citizens of the United States. And the purpose of the Bill of Rights is to limit the government power, the freedom of assembly, speech, and uh, and, and religion is to limit the power of the government. Right, it's to keep the government out of the church. Yes. 
The Second Amendment is to arm the citizens so that the government does not come in here. I mean, the, the uh, amendment to not uh, house and quarter troops in your home is to limit the power of the government. Mm-hmm. Yep. Limit the power of the government, folks. Write your congressman and so, your senators. So who's standing up for us? What does Vigano say about this? Well, uh, he gives some background on it. It's it's financed the who, the who the World Health Organization is financed by the pharmaceutical industry, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That happy couple, Bill mm. and Melinda Gates. Mm. Uh, as it goes in here, it would give authority in case of pandemic to impose all the rules, including as you just mentioned, quarantine, lockdowns obligatory vaccines and vaccine passports and uh, it is essentially yielding sovereignty uh, and, and is and and that yielding of sovereignty is considered the crime of high treason by the laws of every nation in other words accepting this this uh, treaty this resolution whatever it is is uh, is high treason certainly in the united states with our uh, bulletproof constitution mm. but for every other nation here we've got it um, you know it was not as easily found as i thought it took took some hunting to get this document mm. but we'll get it up on the uh, kcrd website here now that the uh, web masters are uh, back in here but uh uh, this is just craziness here. It is crazy. And this is a time when people think, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. Well, every single one of us should be calling our representatives in Washington, D.C., representatives and senators, and letting our voice be heard. Do not give up our national sovereignty to the World Health Organization. That's all they have to say. They'll know what you're talking about. Mark, and, hold, and, your, hold your comment here. I just looked up at the clock. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're yeah way past 18 already here so you're listening to the chatter this is episode did i say 45 colleen you did segment one we're recording on memorial day hats off to all of our veterans here we'll be right back after these messages We're back. This is the chatter. Tom Oglesby in here with Mark Hager and Colleen has returned here. Thank, Thank thankfully goodness. here she uh, is going to get another hundred and eighty thousand miles out of Amen. the Honda. Amen. Doing that, Mark. We had to hit the the uh, pause button. We were uh, way long on that, but you wanted to make a point coming back here. I just want to tell all of our listeners: do not wait till November's elections to have your voices heard. We have to do it constantly. We have to do it daily or weekly. Send an email, make the phone calls to your senators, representatives, and tell them, do not give up this to this resolution. This, right. this is ridiculous. I mean, it's more than ridiculous. Well, it's, it's, not only th- it's not only this resolution, but there are a number of, of uh, great items here. Take a look what's going on in schools across the uh, country. School boards have never been so important. County... Mm-hmm. County uh, offices. We've got a uh, primary, don't we? Tuesday, a week uh, from tomorrow. Yes, mm-hmm. yep. I think so. June, Tuesday, June seventh. Yep. Tuesday, June seventh, here in yep. uh, Dubuque County. I'm not sure about Joe Davies and Grant when their uh, uh, primaries are, but you need to get on out. 
all politics is local and never has that been so important. These county recorders, attorneys, sheriffs, supervisors, uh, councilmen, and, and, um, and, and the school board. You see what's going on. Uh, we, did we, when did we talk about Ankeny here and their uh, dra- oh, yeah. drag mm-hmm. show yeah. mm-hmm. items yeah. here? Yeah. Th- they're all around us. Madison is certified crazy on a lot of days. People's Republic of Madison. And uh, down in the Quad Patton, Cities Patton, with Patton the North, uh, yeah. Satan Club mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. Ankeny out here. And then even the Marion School District with uh, letting boys go to the toilet in the girls' And overnight stays on on athletic events and That's field right. trips. That's right. I forgot that. Yeah, we need to make our voices heard. And it doesn't need to be a big, long speech. You can just call or text and say, don't vote for the UHO or the World Health Organization to have sovereignty. It can be as simple as that. They know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to repeat yeah. the whole bill. Yeah. But we need to call or text, like you say, Mark, often because we can't wait till November. We, no. we have a, while we can still give our input, we need to give it. Right. What else do we got? Speaking of well, schools here, did you catch this? I don't know. Uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, talk about this, but there's a couple of things that are going hand in hand here. The United States Department of Agriculture says no school lunch for you. It's the, it's the... <laughs> What was the... The soup Nazi. The soup Nazi. Nazi, Jerry Seinfeld, soup Nazi. No school lunch for you unless you you embrace the LGBT, LMNOP ideology. Did you catch that? Oh, yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah. Pretty soon, Campbell's soup, alphabet soup, is only going to have those letters in it. That's a prediction. You heard it here. Public and private schools, because you get funding from the United States Department of Agriculture for all schools, regardless of um, public or private schools, camps, food pantries, hmm. food pantries, children, residential home, any organization that receives federal money for food programs, no school lunch for you unless you abide by our policies privileging sexual orientation and gender ideology. This is Dateline, May 26, posted by Jeff Johnson. And uh, I think this was Epoch Times. Got to give Epic a pinch, pinch of incense to the um, sodomy group. Unbelievable. Or well, no that, food. That kind of goes back into what I talked about a few weeks ago was this ESG program that nobody really knows about. But yeah. it's, a, it's a whole program implement, going to be implemented by the government on environmentally you got to be environmentally friendly you got to be socially on their side sustainable. And the, sustainable and the governance meaning you will subscribe to all of our mm-hmm. under you know all of our laws and everything else or you're going to you're not going to be able to buy insurance you're not going to be able it's just it's it's unbelievable you will this own one, nothing and you, <laughs> you will, will like it, it. <laughs> And you'll be happy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what they—that's yeah. what they promise us. Mm-hmm. Although I always have to wonder, you'll own nothing and be happy. How is it that all the people at the top of the food chain seem to have fifteen houses, boats, cars, planes? Well, let's take all that away from them. Well, but they're not happy. Oh, they're not happy. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. <laughs> you can have I gotcha. it. Gotcha. But we're just not happy. Just not happy. Yeah, so, unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It is kind of unbelievable. So do you think, speaking of, we talked about Memorial Day, right? Those that have gone before us um, to preserve this country. A hundred years ago, what would those soldiers 
think about the news today? Bang, bang, stop or I'll shoot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they would not have put up with it. Uh, no, no, no. And neither is, should we. I mean, this is our country that, you know. So we had we a conversation outside on the uh, patio, which is one of the great converse. It's chatter light yeah. out on the patio with uh, the grilling and an uh, uh, adult beverage. And, and one of the guys pops up and he says, you know, he says, television, think about it. Break it down. Tella vision it's giving you a vision what do you get you get a channel you're channeled in what's on the channel you're being programmed think about that think mm -hmm. about that you know that's a good point because they could have chosen any other words for those things mm -hmm. right but they chose those words and it is mine yeah. it's brainwashing you watch all that stuff and it's not just television anymore it's your internet channels, your YouTube well, it's, channels. Well, it's, it's inundated here. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, the real casualty are our youngest generation. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's really sad is when you have to turn off the cartoons because they're so inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Can't we just go back to people yeah. bonking one another on the heads like a coyote and a roadrunner and yeah, falling and getting crushed by a boulder? Fred and, and Barney the when we need them here. Right? The Flintstones and the feet and the... <laughs> Dino with his head out the sunroof. So, my favorite cartoon of I've never told either of you. My favorite cartoon of all times, and you, you're, you're about old enough. You know, Colleen, being the the young sweet thing that she is mm -hmm. here, King Leonardo and Odie Coloni. Does that do anything for anybody? Not me. No. No. Was that a Saturday morning cartoon? Saturday I morning. I have. That. I had to search long and hard to find them. King Le Leonardo, Odie Coloni, uh, Totus Turtle, Turtle, Tudor, Tudor Turtle. <laughs> I don't know. For some know, reason, I always got a big kick out of Fat Albert. Sorry. Well, yeah, yeah, but that was that wasn't a cartoon. That was a documentary. That was. It was. That's right. It was. King uh, Leonardo. Uh, we'll have to do that here. Uh, we'll. we'll uh, I've got the DVD somewhere. Uh, I had a search, and I can't get the entire catalog. I think it ran for two or three years, but uh, oh, <laughs> you, you got it. And they, the wizard, and the wizard. Were they people? Were they animals pretending to be people? Yeah. Well, King Leonardo was a uh, lion, and uh, Odie Coloni was a skunk. <laughs> he was he, he was the prime minister. He was a skunk. O Odie, yeah. get it? Odie, Odie yeah. Coloni. Yeah. Uh, Coloni, Coloni. Uh, told us. Uh, or Tudor Tortoise was a was a turtle. The uh, the wizard was a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an LSD trip. Are you sure that this yeah, was on the up and up here? Those were the good days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no Somebody out there knows that. Nobody. You know, I can't be the only guy that's. Uh, I'm gonna have to go on YouTube and see if I can find it. Yeah, you can. You can do. It. Twistle, 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 tron. Time for this one to come home. You don't remember that one? No. Was oh, that no. from that cartoon? Yeah, yeah, that was The Wizard. Yeah. We, see, we only got three channels, so I don't know. Yeah, I must right. have, it, For some reason, Tom probably had cable back then, you know. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, we exactly. were we yeah. were big time. We had all nine channels. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. All right, so, what else we got in the news here? From the Vatican, Pope announces 21 new cardinals from around the world. Did you catch that? I did. It snuck in. I, I mean... Who who makes this announcement Saturday? The, uh, no, the consistory comes up in Saturday, August 27th. This dateline 
for some reason, uh, the 29th. Yeah, here it is, 29 May. So about three months from now, there'll be a consistory. How many is he naming? 21? 21. So what does it bring the number? I don't have the article in front of me, but you do. So right now we have how many voting cardinals? And we will the College have of Cardinals consists of 208 cardinals right now. 117 are electors. 91 are non-electors. And so just for the listeners, to be an elector, you have to be 80 years old or younger. Mm-hmm. Right, 80 is the cutoff. I think 80-year-olds can vote. But if you're 81, you do not vote in the conclave for the next pope. Mm-hmm. So that's why they say there's 208 cardinals, but 117 electors. On the 27th of August, the number grows to 229 cardinals. 131 will be electors. So wow. the um, interesting here. Wide-ranging group. Eight of the new cardinals named are from... Europe, six from Asia, two from Africa, one from North America, four from Central and Latin America. Here we got the whole list here. Um, so there's only one from North America. Correct. So, and who's that? He is... Um, the Bishop of San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they have him listed here? They've McElroy. Got is Colombia, Paraguay. Oh, that's what's going on here. It looks different when I print it out here. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Roche from the Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments. Lazo Young. Boy, these foreign names are really tough here. Um, so what do we know? You know Mac- there it is, uh, McElroy, Bishop of San Diego, yeah, United so States. That's really interesting. I mean, McElroy is definitely in the mindset of Francis, if I can just say it that way. Okay. But you know what's I think more interesting is you know traditionally you have your um, cardinal uh, cardinals are over a larger important archdiocese, right? So. Philadelphia, that archbishop is usually named a cardinal. Detroit, New York, Los Angeles. Those are typically archbishops who are then, a little bit later, named cardinals. Mm -hmm. Never has San Diego ever been considered of such significance that their bishop becomes a cardinal. So I thought that was very curious. I did too. It's traditionally not a cardinal, what do you call it, cardinalate? cardinalate or something well and if you take a look at it here in columbia you've got a canon of saint peter a professor of theology the archbishop emeritus of calgary italy um bishop a lot of bishop emeritus here which i guess uh the retirement age is 75 right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then um, the age for uh, so you can Go beyond uh, 75 to 80 or 85 as a voting cardinal. To vote, right. But, you know, people are still named cardinals that are 90 years old. They just don't get a vote. Right. More of But I just thought it was interesting that of all, so he's the only one in the whole United States that was named a cardinal. And never before has San Diego had a cardinal. I just thought that was, so I kind of wondered, maybe I should look a little bit more into the Diocese of San Diego. Like, has it grown that much that now it's as big as Houston or, you know, getting into that size? Has there been a cardinal from Houston? I don't recall. Donardo. Is he Cardinal Donardo? Because Houston is like the third biggest city mm-hmm. in the country. I think he is, isn't he? 
Okay. Might be. We should. If only we had technology at our fingertips mm-hmm. to look up who are the U.S. Yeah. Cardinals currently. Well, but, I'm going to go home and pull out my Britannicas and see. Your Britannicas. <clears throat> <And> see. <laughs> People. Well, no, our listeners will know Britannica. Yeah, I know they will. <laughs> but yeah. is that a sandwich? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, kind of cheese goes yeah, on a Britannica? Britannica yeah. 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 Cheese whiz. <laughs> We just lost okay. more than half of the audience on that comment right now. They haven't seen a Britannica in years. Yeah. What else we got My here? My goodness. Colleen, you got some... Uh, well, um, yeah. I don't know. We have we just got, a couple minutes, minutes left. We've got three minutes in segment two here. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think you all talked about it last week, but speaking of cardinals and whatnot, Cardinal Cordelione, whose name means lion-hearted. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Of course, he said... No, you cannot be in favor of abortion, Nancy Pelosi, and still be in good standing and receive communion. So, of course, that came out. Now, that's old news 10 days ago, right? Um, And I think there's been about 15, 17 other bishops that have said, yep, we're backing you up. Because an excommunication, not an excommunication, I shouldn't say that because it's not excommunication. Right. But it's saying she may not present herself for Holy Communion, right? So that follows her wherever she goes. So apparently they have a... Um, not, not so, not so. But but it should, right? She should not present herself. Means wherever she is, she should not present herself. So they have a home in Napa, in that whatever that diocese is, Santa Rosa. That bishop has said we will not give her communion. Mm-hmm. But but the bishop in Washington D.C. of course will give her communion. Correct. So, but it but not it, in Arlington, Virginia. So you, you're getting this patchwork, right? You're getting a patchwork, and that can't be how the Catholic Church is. No, it can't be a it can't be a mortal sin in Rockford to do that, but a mile away in Dubuque, it's perfectly fine. That's not how sin works. Well, you've just uh, put the match to the fuse here because emails and phones are lighting up you say this is old news this is not old news this is this is new news and the uh the questions are coming in fast and furious um and then the other they're they're not questions they're statements the the uh the laity is well catechized on this point colleen the pro-life laity is well catechized and here's the other thing that's going to happen and why i think this is extra important you know right now they're talking about overturning roe v wade at which point the fight goes back to the states Mm -hmm. so if the if that happens and the fight the pro-life fight against abortion comes back to the state of iowa yeah Will any of the four bishops in Iowa say to Pam Yoakum, who is a Catholic, apparently belongs to Sacred Heart, although I think her daughter was buried out of res, but a Catholic, a graduate of Wallard High School, a graduate of Loras College, pro-abort, will anybody say anything to her if the fight comes local? Well, she's not the only one. And what about Chuck Eisenhart? Mm-hmm. He's a state representative. He's a Catholic, a Wallard grad, a Loras grad, he also was a reporter and for a while the editor of the Witness Catholic newspaper. Democrat pro-abort. Is anyone going to say anything to him? So you've got, you know, right now it's on a national stage with Pelosi and all that stuff. But if that is overturned and it comes back local, what bishop will show that he cares about the salvation of their souls 
and say something publicly like Cordelion just did. Mortal sin is still mortal sin. And right. receiving the Holy Eucharist in the state of mortal sin is a mortal sin. So what bishops will be charitable, true charity, to care about the salvation of someone's soul who will say anything to those two to say, come back, come back, come back. We are concerned about your salvation. Come back, come back, come back. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. Yeah. It's going to be interesting here. You're listening to The Chatter. This is episode 45. We're recording on the, uh, shall we call it Decoration Day? I haven't heard it called Decoration Day in uh, years. That brings me back to great grandma on that here. Monday, May 30th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. We'll be right back after these announcements on FM 98.3 KCRD. Hi, we're back. This is the chatter on Decoration Day. I like that here. I haven't done that. Um, decorate the graves here. Decorate the graves. And you know, we went out this morning before I came in here to record this. Mom and I went out to Mount Olivet. Saw your in-laws' uh, headstone. Oh, did you see? Yeah. They're, my grandparents are right next to uh, her, them. But anyway, it's so nice to see so many graves already decorated, oh, taken my. care of. People out there. When we drove down to Hiawatha for the first mass yesterday, Every cemetery we passed, lots of flags flowing um, and, you know, blowing in the air, full of flags. It it's just beautiful to see people honoring and respecting um, our ancestors who have gone before us. They've not been forgotten. Yes, it is respectful to put your ancestors in the ground. Yes, in the ground is, uh, is the place where they belong, yes. right? In blessed in a, ground. In, in consecrated ground. Yep, in a... In a casket, in a... Amen to that. Amen. Amen. Hey, I saw you pulled a calendar out here. We didn't go at the top. Who's the feast today? You know, in the old calendar, and maybe people are not aware, but when things changed after Vatican II, like in the mid to late 60s, they also changed the calendar. So sometimes our listeners might hear of us talk about the old calendar or the new calendar. So that's what we're referring to. They switched around some of the feasts. Um, obviously not Christmas, big ones like that, but a lot of the other ones got switched around. So in the old calendar, so before 1965, on May 31st, the feast was the Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Which is tomorrow. The, which is tomorrow for the day that we're recording it. It's now switched to, in the new calendar, I think August 22nd. But anyway, so the Queenship of the Blessed... Who's today? Who's the 30th? In, oh, today in the old calendar is Felix, uh, Pope, and Martyr. St. Felix, Pope, and Martyr. Sure. But in the old calendar... Tomorrow, the 31st, is the Queenship of the Blessed Virgin Mary. But in the new calendar, tomorrow, the 31st, is the Visitation. Mm. So it stayed a Marian feast day. More High Holy Days, in my estimation. Yeah. And then, of course, coming up, we got the big High Holy Day at Pentecost. Right? Is everybody going to wear red to Mass? Always do. do Always do. What would you give for that tongue of fire to come down and part over everybody? Um in 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 and to any of your uh, parish and to enlighten them yeah. anybody that's not following or deep in their faith and stuff maybe listening to leaders that are maybe leading us in the wrong direction or saying things that tickling we, our ears we question, tickling we our ears question yeah. things you know and stuff and it's good to question but then to go back and look at what does the church teaching actually say well, and now we have absolutely no excuse. Anybody that lives in 2022 has absolutely no excuse to not know 
what the Catholic Church has taught for 2,000 years. We don't need our Encyclopedia Britannica, right? <laughs> we can just t- just type it in. Hey, Google, what does the Catholic Church teach about the death penalty? Yeah. What did mm. the Council of Trent say about the death penalty, right? You can easily see the consistent teaching of the church over 2,000 years. There's no excuse anymore. To those who have been given much, much will be expected. So we can't say, well, we didn't know what the church taught. Yeah. Not going to be acceptable. uh, Well, the emails on that subject of the uh, Eucharist to people who have been manifestly uh, obstinate in in the stance on abortion. Uh, Here's one email from a listener. They're just it's hit and run theology. Uh, They're quoting uh, Corinthians. Therefore, whoever shall eat this bread and drink this chalice of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of our Lord. But let a man prove himself, so let him eat the bread and drink the chalice. Here's another uh, email coming in from a professor type. Uh, Not only is this reasoning uh, unethical, it is entirely unsound. It is expressly contrary to the teaching of the pro-life church issues and it rejects the solemn teaching of the reception of communion. It goes on and on here. First Corinthians is, is being quoted here. Anyone aware of committing a mortal sin must not receive Holy Communion. Right, because Holy Goodness. Communion is medicine for the sick, but it does nothing for the dead. And why? And if, now, now, drill down, because you've just hit the issue precisely. What do you mean by that? So Holy Communion is a remedy for those who have venial sin. Which Holy is com- a sickness. Which is a sickness, but it's not death. So when you commit a mortal sin, the grace, the life of the Lord in your soul is dead. That's why it's called mortal sin. It kills the life of grace in your soul. You're Spiritually, you're dead. Your soul is dead. It doesn't matter how much food you pour into a dead body, it's not going to do anything for that Ain't dead happened. body, right? But a venial sin is like having a cold or the flu, right? You're sick, but not to death. So a venial sin, the remedy is the Eucharist. Going to the Holy Communion in a state uh, worthy to receive, you can pray an act of contrition and ask God to forgive you, and he can forgive venial sins through the Eucharist, and he can heal you. And the penitential rite before... The penitential uh, rite in, in the beginning. Before the liturgy of the Eucharist in mm-hmm. the... Liturgy of the Word Correct. is for venial, venial sins, sins. but mortal sins cannot be forgiven that way. The Eucharist does nothing for people who are in mortal sin except, like First Corinthians says, they eat and drink condemnation on themselves. So you can only be a little bit sick and receive the medicine of the Eucharist. If you're if you've committed mortal sin and the life of grace in your soul is dead, receiving the Eucharist does not only not help, but it you eat and drink to your condemnation. And it is a sin of what? Keep going. Sin of sacrilege. Yes, it is. It a is sin a of sin of sacrilege to take our blessed Lord, body and blood, soul and divinity, in a state of mortal sin, you are committing a sin, another sin of sacrilege. That's right. And if we have true charity to anyone, anyone, whether they're elected officials, whether they're family members, if we have true charity toward them, we do not want them to receive 
the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord if they are in a state of mortal sin. Because they are just eating and drinking condemnation on themselves. And we don't want that. Right. We don't want them to eat yeah. and drink condemnation on themselves. It's charitable but, to say, don't receive. You must go to confession. Then receive in a state of worthiness. That's true charity. Here's another email that goes down that rabbit hole here. Are you judging people here? The Lord says not to judge. Uh, folks, I'm going to go through this again. Maybe we need to uh, do it more frequently, Colleen. And uh, maybe we got to do it in the ox again here, Mark. There is a difference between judgments and condemnation. There is a difference between judge. Umpires make judgment calls all day long. It's fair or foul. Police officers say you're either speeding or you don't. These are judgment calls. The spiritual works of mercy of admonishing a sinner, instructing the ignorant, and counseling the doubtful cannot be done without making a judgment. How else do you know if someone is is uh, in need of, of counseling and, and what I just said here? Condemnation is reserved to our blessed Lord himself solely. So we're not condemning anybody. Um, St. Paul, the apostle, uh, we'll give him some latitude, says, you bring condemnation onto yourself. And, and, and so many people are, are confused on this here. I, well, I, I, who am I to judge? Well, it's your responsibility as a Christian to judge. Yay? Yay. And if you want your fellow Christians to go to heaven, which we, we want everybody to go to heaven. Which is charity. Which is charity. But the path to heaven is narrow. And Christ himself says, few there are that find it. And then he says, strive to enter the narrow gate. Strive doesn't mean it just happens. It means you got to work for it. you got to work to examine your conscience. Have I committed a mortal sin? If so, I need to get to confession. That's a healing of, that's a sacrament of healing. Correct. Confession. That's where you go instead of the Eucharist. You first get healed, and then you receive from mortal sin, and then you may receive the Eucharist. And then the graces of the Eucharist can heal us even more. Even more. In in uh, what's going on. But, uh, Mark, you... Well, you know, I, I think about the last words as they send us out. Go and make disciples of all nations, or go and right, preach the right. good news of the gospel. What are they telling us to do? We're not, again, we're not condemning people. We're just... You gotta, you gotta help those people that you know, or may, maybe you think you know them, that are living in sin or have done something to, you know, that we have to say something. Well, and that's them. what Archbishop Corleone was doing. He yes, says this right. is this is a this is a public scandal, scandal being leading others into sin, and because she is Speaker of the House, she's a little hard to hide. And because she has made a big deal out of her Catholic faith, and I think he says that in her, his statement, she's the one that repeatedly brings up, I'm a devout Catholic, right? Correct. So that's also, you know, it's kind of on her. She's saying, I'm a devout Catholic, and I'm in favor of killing all the babies I can kill. Right. That's a problem. You know, I often think, you know, that Christ often talks about the, the wide path that leads to destruction or the narrow path that leads to eternal life. If we were in the jungle and we knew that there was a bridge up ahead that was out that mm. was broken and it was over a deep gorge it's our responsibility to tell people heading that way look out 
There is a broken bridge. You will fall to your death if you keep going that way. If we if we saw someone and they were headed that way, we would be so irresponsible for say, yep, have a great day. There be charity. There be charity. Yep. So we are not judging where they're going to be, whether or not they'll be condemned, but we have to tell them the dangers of the path they're on. Correct. Sure do. Yep. Speaking of the abortion issue here, this is... Uh, Dateline last week, these companies are covering abortion travel for their employees. This is uh, Dateline May 18th. Author Nancy Flanders uh, writes, these companies are covering abortion travel for their employees. So here's here's the uh, genesis of this. If Roe is overturned, certain states already, um, as many as half of them, uh, will not be offering abortion uh, at least easily. So here are the here are the companies that are paying employees their um, expenses to have an abortion. Colleen, now, Fasc- wait, be- before fa- before you list them, yeah. before you list them, the list of companies that you are about to tell us are companies that are blatantly saying, if you want to kill your child. We'll help you do that. Mm-hmm. We'll pay for your trip somewhere that will allow you to kill your child. Can you imagine the condemnation that each one of those souls would have on them? Yeah, you got that right, Mark. Yeah, and Colleen, here's the uh, paragraph that speaks to it. Here are companies that have pledged to reimburse employees for the cost associated with traveling out of state for an abortion. Starbucks, spit it out here. Starbucks, spit it out. Amazon. This this is disturbing because it is awfully easy to point and click and get something from Amazon. In fact, our radio station with the Amazon rebate thing Smile, here, uh, we're pulling that, Colleen. Oh. We're 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 not participating. So Starbucks, Amazon. Here's a tough one to get away from. Citigroup. Do you got What's in your wallet, guys? Citigroup. Here's another one. Yelp is that online platform to, uh, that uh, what rates uh, restaurants right. and other retail items. Right. Yeah. Citigroup, Yelp, uh, United Talent Agency. I'm not too familiar with who they are. Oh, but they're probably if it's United yeah. Talent Agency, yeah. I imagine they're agents for a lot of actors, actresses, yeah. Hollywood musicians. talent. So you better go kill your child, or we will not give you a role in the next movie. Yeah. Here's one that's real disturbing. Levi Strauss. Oh. I heard that one. Levi Strauss, Mark, here. So, um, shall we have a denim burning party here coming up? Tesla with uh, Elon Musk here. So, uh, everybody who's on the Elon bandwagon. Uh, Here's one that's really come down market, Salesforce. The uh, Salesforce is the... Yeah, the uh, platform for all platform for business, yeah. uh, customer relationship management, Tesla, Salesforce. This is no surprise. Apple Company. Wow, no Apple surprise. Company, yeah. whose logo yeah. is an apple with a bite out of it. Yeah. Thanks, Eve. Yeah. yeah, right. Of all the logos, <laughs> yeah. why not a complete apple? Yeah. It's um, an apple with a bite. Amalgamated Bank, the largest union-owned bank. So all of your, and Dubuque is a real pro-union county. Amalgamated Bank, Bumble. Uh, I'm not sure who Bumble is. No idea. 
Kobani. Kobani. The yogurt? C-H-O-B-N-A-I. Are they a yogurt company? I yeah. think Chobani. I think Chobani. it's Chobani. Chobani. I think they're yogurt. Chobani, yeah. I eat it. I have it at home. And I won't anymore. So. All right. Spit it out. Going back to Yoplait. DoorDash. Oh, jeez. DoorDash. Anyway, there it is. You know, something interesting is, you know, we do have still in this country the Constitution. And, um, and if Roe v. Wade is overturned, you know, that limits what the government can do. But what I'm seeing is, I'm not, there's a word for it, and I don't know what it is. I'm seeing a lot of businesses, because they don't have to hold to the Constitution per se, right? Businesses and uh, supply demand and um, um, what's our economy? Um, capitalism. Businesses are putting the screws on people. It's called fascism. Okay, is that what it's called? Fascism? Yeah. It's when businesses put the screws on people instead of the government putting the screws on people? Bingo. Well, there you go. That's your that's your quiz for today. What is fascism? Here we are. The technocracy is here. Oh, technocracy. That is a topic for a future show. We should pull a lot of that out. There's a lot of stuff going on with regard to that. Colleen, we got a couple of minutes left. Did you want to quiz Mark here? Because uh, I told you my, I'm brain dead, so go ahead. But <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I told I told the group last week. I said my mind is like a steel trap. Nothing goes in. Nothing comes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Go go to the elementary school questions here, please. <laughs> I'm looking through these Catholic replies. I was going to ask some about Pentecost. Maybe I will just pull out my pull out Catholic Pentecost, source yeah. book. And hey, speak, while you're doing what, that here. Ask me what color I, I should wear. No. <laughs> yes. What color is associated with Pentecost? Here's the, what's, what's the uh, uh, Pentecost reverses what? Here. Think about what's going on here. What what does Pentecost in the New Testament, re, re, Testament uh, reverse in the Old Testament. I'm going to guess the Tower of Babel. There you go. Why is that? So remember the Tower of Babel, which is very early in Genesis. They were all decided they were going to be like gods, and they were going to make this tower that went up to the sky, and they all mm-hmm. spoke the same language, and they were all united, and they were going to go against the Lord by building this big tower. And what happened? He said, no, you don't. And he confused all the languages. And what does it say in, Pen- at, in Pentecost? It says they they they, uh, they all they, understood each other, and they were confused because they all they understood, understood each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there suddenly, yep, it's the reversal of it's the reversal of Babel. All right. One question for Mark. Okay. Got Thirty one, seconds. Okay. And Mark, there's a bunch of possible answers to this, <laughs> okay. so this will be a nice easy okay. question. Okay. Give me one symbol of the Holy Spirit. Anyone. Fire. Tongue and tongue. There you go. See, I told him that was an easy one. There's lots of choices. Tom, you give me one. The steel trap opened up. (laughs) You give me a symbol, Tom. The dove. The doves. You guys are good. The dove, the the, the cloud, the light, the laying on of hands. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a few different options for your um, answers. So, see, I was easy on you guys. I'm too easy on you guys. (laughs) You are. You are. (laughs) What a great show. It's good to have her back, Mark, here. It's good uh, to be back. Yeah, we thought we were going to have to get a triple A membership to get her in here from now on. <laughs> Doing so. the show from tandem. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be, be to, to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Episode 45 has come to a conclusion with Mark Hager, Colleen Pasnick. I'm Tom Oglesby. See you all next week. We love you. God bless you.